Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Welcome to episode nine of the Rethink Podcast. That is nine weeks in a row that we have been recording these things, and we're so glad that you decided to join us this week uh, as we go through 1 John chapter 4. We hope that uh, you open up your Bible and follow along with us as we uh, talk through this chapter of the Bible. Um, As usual, we're joining you from the Calvary Max studio, and we're so excited for when everyone gets to join us here at church again. And Kyler's messing with his microphone. I am. I need to raise it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined today with Megan. Hello, guys. Megan, introduce yourself. If you've been listening to the Rethink podcast, you know that I am Bryant's wife, and I am the worship leader here at Calvary Mac and for Rethink. And yeah, I'm just super excited to be here with you guys today. Also joining us for the first time ever is our friend Kyler. Hello. And Kyler, he's a he's a fresh one, so he just graduated high school. Congratulations, Kyler. Thank you. Which makes him... A member of the young adult class of people in the world. (laughs) Kyler, I want you to introduce yourself. For those who don't know you, I've got a few questions, all right? All right. So the first question is, how do you take your coffee? I don't take my coffee. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't drink coffee. Another one of those, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, then what do you drink in place of coffee? Water? No, nothing, yeah, water. Nothing? You you only drink water, huh? I drink juice. Oh, okay. I like juice. Really? Okay. <laughs> Not even like... So what hot drink do you ever drink? Tea? You... No, I don't like tea. Wow. Hot chocolate? Hot, oh, yeah. Okay, hot chocolate, yeah. I mean, I there's that. coffee that tastes like hot chocolate. It's pretty good. I've never had that kind of coffee. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, what is your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby, I'm just going to have to go with the easy one, which is video games. Video games. All right. Sweet. What's your favorite game? I mean, I haven't really played console games in a while, so just Clash Royale. I don't know what that is. Sorry. It's just something on my phone. Oh, it's a phone game? Yeah, so I just do that. Oh, you want to talk about phone games? I used to have some of those until recently. Used to? I deleted them. You did? (laughs) Yeah, just a few weeks ago. Bryant would literally just sit there all the time. No, come on. Don't be dramatic. On his phone. (laughs) I, what did I used to have? I used to have like this mining game that was pretty dumb. (laughs) They're all dumb. Yeah, they're all dumb. Do you just play the ones that like... You just tap. No, no, not those ones. Not that. Or like the one that where you would have to shoot the bubbles at the same colored bubbles, and then they would. Oh yeah, the bubble shooting game, (laughs) and uh, the snake eating game, where you like you try to be a bigger snake than everyone else. Snake IO or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that one was fun because Megan and I would both join on our own phones and try to make it to where we're in the same world, and then play with each other (laughs) (laughs) then we would see each other yeah Yeah. it worked one time we got in the same lobby or whatever however that works and then we were i was like the big snake and she was a little snake and he was protecting me until i eventually died and then she cried (laughs) 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 yeah oh dumb but that's that's cool so video games and then uh how long have you been a part of Rethink? Easy question. I've been a part of Rethink for like 30 minutes. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
welcome to the crew. I can't wait uh, until June 1st when we all have our campfire and you get to hang out and meet everyone. It's going to be great. I'm really but, excited for that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone else who's listening to this, as soon as you turn 18, you're welcome to come join us. Uh, or if you graduate high school, then that's the other time when you can come join Rethink and be a part of this awesome group of people. In case you're wondering why we decided to do a podcast, it's that when ministry, in-person ministry, got shut down by the government, we didn't want to just sit idly by and let all of our connections fade and, and stop challenging each other to grow in our relationship with God. And so we decided that a good way to do that is to make an interactive podcast. It's interactive in the sense that after you listen to it, There'll be some questions for you to go through with someone that you know. Uh, If you're listening to this now and you know who you want to talk to, have them listen to the show too. That way you guys can talk about those questions and stay connected and stay challenged and stay growing through coronavirus. You can uh, talk about these questions over Zoom, FaceTime, texting, Instagram, phone call, in person. We really don't care Uh, We just really hope that you guys will utilize this opportunity to stay connected with each other. And now it is time for the latest update on the Rethink Shutdown. We've been talking about this now for a couple weeks, but Yamhill County is in phase one. And groups of 25 and under are allowed to meet with what they call social distancing. With that in mind, we're going to start having campfires outside, obviously. Uh, starting on June 1st, and that's a Monday night at 7. Come on over, and we'll uh, all be safe together. We'll make sure everyone washes their hands, and then we'll have a campfire and some acoustic worship. It'll be a good time. But if you have family members that are at risk in your home, then we'll encourage you guys to stay home until uh, things are even more safe. But for the rest of us who aren't necessarily at risk, uh, feel free to come join us. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we're on the ninth week of the podcast. That means we're on about the 10th week of the shutdown. What have you guys been doing and how have you guys been doing? I've been doing pretty good during this time. Currently, I've been, I mean, more recently, I've been going camping at my grandparents' house on the Siletz River. So that's what I did last weekend, and that's what I'm going to be doing this next weekend. Sweet. Two weekends in a row? Yeah. Nice. I I love the Siletz River. I love that river, too. But you got to get some crawdadding in, man. The river's way too high for any crawdadding. Really? Still? Yeah. Yeah. It's very deep. Pretty blown out. Mm -hmm. Well, you can go to a different part of the river that's not as deep. (laughs) I could, but it's also super cold. Yeah, it's always Mm -hmm. cold, though. All year round it's a very cold river yeah it is megan how are you doing and what have you been up to doing good not doing a whole lot just kind of working and being at home feeling pretty pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah things are good but i'm ready for things to open up and yeah. i miss going shopping <laughs> it'll be nice when the shopping's open because yes. then you'll be less sad. I'll be able to go <laughs> buy cool, cute things for the baby. <laughs> yeah, actually, that'll be good. I went to Winco recently, and it was not full, which was surprising because the last yeah. time I went to Winco was at the beginning of this when mm. it was full and the line was going to the back of the store. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really is mellowing out, I feel like. 
if you go at the right time of day for sure yeah i know because we went a couple times like what you're talking about they had like the lines that you had to literally go all the way to the back of the store and then wait in line to get up to a register but now it's getting a lot more calm so i think people aren't freaking out as much as they were in hoarding groceries <laughs> yeah great well i'm glad that you guys have been doing pretty good uh our, i wanted to remind everyone that our goal for this season is that we'll see home as our first church and i feel like that's been happening at least for a lot of the people that i've talked to you know we can't rely on sunday mornings anymore for all of the meat of our faith with god and so we've been learning how to start our relationship with god at home if we didn't already know that and so that's been really encouraging. I hope that that's something that sticks with us throughout this whole thing. And after it's all done, we'll always remember that home is our first church. We got to remember also through all of this that staying connected is vitally important for your mental and spiritual health. And uh, we, we all need to stay connected right now. And uh, the way that we are trying to provide another outlet for you to stay connected is by you know following us on social media and we'll keep you updated on everything that we're doing uh just think of it like this we're still meeting at seven on monday nights it's just not at the church it's uh all over the airwaves over the podcast and then you you uh, will talk to someone about the questions at the end that way we can just try to stay connected as much as possible and not grow isolated. I wanted to get into some good news. Megan, uh, you got a good one for us, right? Yes, so a man, Joshua Parker from Gustavus, um, <laughs> Alaska. It's a very small town and he is the owner of their only grocery store and it's called Toshco. But this tiny town during coronavirus and everything going on, we're no longer receiving their uh, large shipments for the grocery store from the ferries from the larger cities. And so he took it in his own hands because they're 100% dependent on that. But him and his employees and his family decided their town still needs groceries. And so they were making the trek to Juneau, Alaska. Wasn't it a 14-hour boat ride from their town to Juneau? Yeah. They were going to Costco in Juneau to buy supplies for their town. Somebody. So my first question is, who knew there was a Costco in Juneau? I know. Because we went to <laughs> Juneau. And it did not feel like a Costco town. <laughs> I feel like, well, we were at the, like... The port yeah. and everything. I don't know. It, I don't think so it maybe felt there's like, like there more. wasn't much else. I know. Unless they're hiding it. Just like on, on the mountain in the woods hidden, there's just a Costco way yeah, up there. Yeah, back up in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, super weird. And I just didn't ever think about, like, how that would affect people in more secluded rural areas and, like, needing those large shipments from larger cities. And then when all the large cities are, like, shutting down, you're kind of screwed. So pretty crazy that they've been doing that since mid-March, it says. They've been making a weekly, they they make that journey to Juneau to get groceries for their entire town. Dang. Pretty crazy. Kyler, have you ever been to Alaska? I haven't, but everything I've heard about it, it's, it's a pretty crazy place. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. I mean, we've only been to the port towns and stuff, but it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And it's like, it's crazy because we have a lot of trees, but it's... But like they've all been cut down at one point and then replanted. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so these are a bunch of untouched, massive, Old, thick forests. Yeah. <laughs> that haven't been cut awesome. down. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. It was cool. And then also they have glaciers. Yeah. Which doesn't sound that cool until you actually see one. And then you're like, 
like holy. It's just a massive yeah, ice block. Giant. It's like you can't really imagine how huge it is until you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, this gigantic chunk of ice sliding through the yeah. ground. <laughs> and it makes They're sliding the... around? Well, you can't see them sliding because they move so slow, but like. They do move. And it turns the rivers a powdery gray color. No, it's like a light, it's like a light minty kind of like silt. Like minty gray blue powdery. Yeah. But it's an extremely fine powder that is caused from the glacier sliding and eroding the mountain. It's just all really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> it was really pretty. Yeah. And cool. That's legit. Kyler, you also got some good news for us as well. What did you find? So there's a florist somewhere. I don't know exactly where who people like they cut the flowers in their yards and they bring them to her and then she arranges them and gives it back to them and so it's kind of a way to like spread the love is kind of the whole message of it is like she does sometimes if there's extra flowers then she'll like keep them and then like give them out so it's basically just i don't know giving flowers to people oh yeah yeah megan would love that Mm -hmm. megan loves flowers (laughs) Are are you a flower guy kyler I do enjoy flowers. <laughs> okay. <yes. laughs> yeah, that's cool. Where where's that happening again? I don't know. <laughs> it says South Bay. South Bay? Oh. I have no idea what South Bay is Mountain or where that View. is. Mountain View. South Bay yeah. It's happening somewhere on Earth. Somewhere on Earth. <laughs> Probably in an English speaking country. Yeah. <laughs> and legend has it, if you leave your flowers on your porch. You'll come outside and they'll be in a bouquet. It's <laughs> nice. That's super nice. Especially since all, I mean, a lot of people were out of work for a while. A lot of florists probably weren't able. Uh, I don't know if they were out of work. Were they? Are they essential? I doubt it. But I don't think they'd be out of work. It's just you can still make bouquets and people will Yeah, that's true. Them. What, are they going to stop me from making a bouquet in my own house? <laughs> they can't get me. They'll have to pull my bouquet from my cold, dead fingers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't tread on me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's some good news going on in the world. So it's not all doom and gloom. And we'll keep trying to bring you some uplifting stuff as we continue on with the podcast. But like I'm going to keep alluding back to, we're real excited to see you guys in June. <laughs> It's time that we get into our scripture. So I'm going to go ahead and pray real quick. And then, uh, Megan, could you start reading 1 John chapter 4? Yeah. Dear Lord, I pray that you'll speak through us and you'll speak through your word as we go through 1 John chapter 4, God. I I pray that you would bring conviction where conviction is due and uh, that we'd all be encouraged by reading this chapter, God. Please illuminate the truths through us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would reveal what is being said in this book, and I pray that everyone who's listening to this is touched as well. And in your name I pray, amen. amen. Great. Amen. Hey, man. Okay, so getting into First John chapter 4 says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 
They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. I uh, definitely have always interpreted this as not talking about literal spirits, but talking about like people like and a messages. Spirit. Yeah, and messages. And so when it says to test every spirit, you know, test every prophecy, test every message that comes to see if it comes from God. Because if any message that you hear preaches against Jesus being the Son of God in any way, then you know it's not from God. You know it's false. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the measurement we can use even as like biblical teachers to make sure that we are in line with God because that's like the biggest red flag. If you're not preaching that Jesus was the son of God, then you are, You ha- it says you have the spirit of the antichrist, which is the opposite of the spirit of God. Yeah. You know? And I, I thought that that was like another thing in my brain as I was reading it is like, well, maybe it's not talking about spirits, but it is talking about like we are made up mind, body and spirit. Spirit. But also, I'm sure that there, I always like to think of the, the what, the, I'm sure there's other people in the world that would read this and then think about spirits. Yeah. And, that's and so the, I like to bring that to the table to yeah, discuss that. Yeah, I do think that. it's valid as well. And that's why, like, I don't think at all that you're wrong. Um, I just feel like it more directly applies to a lot of us in testing what we hear, testing the messages that people bring us. Um, yeah. Okay, first think about when this was written and the church was still forming and there was a lot of heresy, a lot of false teaching out there. And so uh, John was giving the warning, test every message you hear, and if it's against Jesus, it's not true. Yeah. So even today, though, think of how many cults have been created in the last hundred years, you know. Because people are blindly just believing and following. They're just believing and following, even when cults go against the very foundational things that scripture teaches. Yeah. You know, we can think about Mormonism and yeah, I mean, all kinds of different cults in the world that um, if you were to test it, test the spirit and, and measure it against the things that John gives us in this chapter, then you'd realize it's false. Yeah. And it goes against scripture. It goes against the truth of God. And uh, so, yeah, I agree. Definitely even goes to like literally testing the spirits. But then also I I think uh, John was really also talking about testing people and their message to see if they carry with them the spirit of God or if they carry with them the spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I know that that uh, first verse is used so much um, when talking about like people giving prophetic words to you or encouragement. And if they're speaking something over you and just really not just automatically being like, oh, well, they said that I'm going to, you know, be this and do all these things like it must be true. But taking that to the Lord and saying, like, is this is this what you're saying? Or if if it's a prophecy, like a lot of times in um, the Bible and in like the Old Testament, it was like, stop doing that. Don't be like that. You know, like turn yeah. away from your sin. 
And if it's something like that, too, we need to test those in- instructions because sometimes we do mishear what God is really saying. And the reason why I think it applies, why John says test the spirits, is because you have to test the spirit that the person carries with them as the one who's bringing that word. And so you can know that by looking into their life and seeing if they live congruently with the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. And to know if they carry the Spirit of God, most of the time it's very obvious, but you still, John's telling us to be wise here and be careful because there's a lot of leaders out there and we should be testing the Spirit to see if they carry the true Spirit of God in all truth and they don't have anything that goes against truth, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kyler, when you were first uh, reading that just now, what kind of thoughts were going through your head? I was focusing on, like, every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Uh, The word acknowledge, like, what extent is that? Like, is it just, like, saying it or is it, like, living it out? Because there are different ways to acknowledge something and... I don't know, even when Jesus came and he was driving out demons, the demons acknowledged who he was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I And I was thinking about that, too. I was thinking, though, that at, at one point it stops mattering if you s- acknowledge it with your words. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it only matters if you acknowledge it with your life and with your the actions that you take and with the way that you live. And so that's why, you know, we, we can listen— when someone gives us a prophetic word, if we look at that person's life and we're like, oh, dang, they don't really live for Jesus at all. But then they said that God gave them a word for me. Like, you know, you should te- that's why you test the spirit and you realize maybe this person is just a little bit misguided at the moment, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And test the spirit. I mean, God can speak through broken vessels. He does. We're all broken. Yeah vessels some of us are a little bit more broken than others and god that's the that whole uh amazing grace uh song that was that hill song mm-hmm. did you know years and years and years ago it was kind of like the theme of that and it's very true that god moves through broken vessels and and we're all broken but um you still want to test the spirit to see if the word that is being given to you is a word from god or if it's a yeah. word from man, or if it's a word even against God, a, a word from the Antichrist. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I agree. Like, at at one point, words don't matter anymore if your actions negate anything that you're trying to teach or say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Any I, more thoughts? I think an example of, like, the actions, it would be, like, Paul— because before, like, he was on the road to persecute Christians. Yeah. And then he got, he heard God's voice. And, like, if people looked at that bef- and, like, looked at his actions before, they'd be like, he yeah. didn't hear from God at all. Uh-huh. But the way he lived after hearing it, like, it was life-changing mm. for him as well as, like, other people, too. Like, that's, his story helped other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, like, what you've done. It's, like, if you're also changed by it, it's your actions after that, too. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like the perfect example of how God doesn't care as much about our past because he's forgiven us of our past. He cares about our future, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, that's a really great point to bring up there, Kyler. Yeah, super good. Cool. Keep reading. 
Yep, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, so picking up in verse 7, says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Nice. That's a lot to talk about there. Uh, what are your guys' first thoughts or what stood out to you? Something that stood out to me was just the fact that it said God is love two times in this. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he, he's also compared with love and like it's expanded upon. But two times it says the phrase God is love. Yeah. 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 And that's something really big and important for us to always remember is that God is love. I mean, when you guys hear that, what does it mean to you to know that God is love? I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think we can truly, we can't love if we haven't received love, you know? And if he is love, if we haven't received him, we can't truly know what love is and we can't truly love the way that we were created to. I think that we can like, we can be fond of, we can adore, um, we could care for, but I don't know if you don't have, if you don't have Jesus, I don't know if you really, if we really as, as people, I don't know if you can really love the way, the way that God does, you know? I mean, just think about what that means for salvation. Cause you can ask, why would God want to save people who are messed up, dirty, you know, as a race? Humans do a lot of really, really bad things and hurt people, but God still loves every single one of us as individuals and every single one of us as a race, as people, as the human race. And, uh, you know, to say God is love, well, that answers the question of why. Why would he bring us salvation after we directly disobeyed him and brought sin and evil into the world? You know, well, why? We, it's because God is love. Yeah, because and even that's the thing. It's not just like he chooses to love us now or he loves us in like our adult form. I feel like a lot of times people get stuck like that, like, oh, yeah, God loves me now. But no, he loved you when he was forming you in your mother's womb. 
he like from the moment of creation he loved you he thought of you he created you and and so all throughout your life there's this love and he wants so badly for you to receive that love to receive him and then you know we love because he first loved us and so through that then he gets love in return from his people and so it's like yeah i think that I think that knowing that from the very beginning, God, God loved. That's why he created humanity is because he, because he's so full of love and he wanted, he, he is in, in himself has a relationship, the father, son, and Holy spirit. He is a a relational uh, being and, and he wanted, he has so much love and in him that he wanted to you know expand that to to us god is love it kind of just i mean it's telling you who god is like he is a loving god he he does things because he loves us like when i first read this uh my mind was drawn to like judges where like when they like got punished by all the other people from disobeying God, but it's not like a vengeful, hating, angry God. Mm -hmm. It's a God that loves you. Like as a parent, you don't discipline your child because you don't like them. Like if you didn't like your child, you'd be like, oh, whatever, do whatever you want. But you discipline them because you love them, which is what God does. Like he tries to guide you and teach you. And in that you need discipline. And so, I mean, God has one personality throughout the whole Bible. He doesn't change. Yeah. And he's a loving God. Yeah. Yeah. Something also that was coming to mind is the difference between the phrase of just like of God is love and all the other things that God that the Bible says that God is like God is just. But just is not like a thing. Like just is not a noun. It's in, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a verb. And love is like more than just a verb. I feel like it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it just feels different to say God is just and God is love. Like love is more, I feel like a tangible. Because the way that we use the word love. Yeah. It describes a noun. When we talk about just, yeah. it's an adjective, it's a description. Yeah. Or it's so a verb, like to an action. Say, to say God is just is to say that he has justice. Yeah. But then to, to say, say God say is love is like... He has love like and... He is love. Like love is him. And that's why I feel like all of this is saying for love comes from God. Everyone who, who loves has been born of God and knows God. Like so, that's what I was saying originally. Of, I don't think we can truly love if we don't know yeah. God, because it because He is love. That's a huge point that is being made here by John, is that one of the wonderful gifts that God gives us is the ability to love, like He does when we're saved. You know, uh, when we see God as love, what does that mean? That means that God is perfect love, and love mm-hmm. without God can't be perfect. God has the monopoly on love, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then going to this other, you know, famous verse, um, 
there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. And the one that they say at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see that at weddings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but thinking of that, like, yeah, perfect love is in God. And thinking of how many times people have love or they're in, you know, a marriage, a friendship, a family, and there is fear in that love. There is, but perfect love casts out all fear. So when you have God and you're loving with God and through the love that you've received from God, there's not going to be any fear in that relationship or any fear in that, um, in that love. Yeah. Fear in the bad sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not like, this is not talking about like a reverence fear. This is talking about yeah. actual Scared. being afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, with perfect love, there's no fear of like losing it, which yeah. Yeah. in some, in a lot of cases, like you can lose love when you're loving someone else. Like that's such a earth. great point to bring up. Yeah. 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 Because that's the thing is God will never leave us. It's perfect love. And there's no fear of losing that. That's amazing. Cause so many people ha- struggle with rejection yeah. and, and anxiety when it comes to abandonment. Yeah. All these things that you don't find that in God. No. Because he's perfect love and he won't abandon us. He has never and he never will. Well, and think too of all the, the freedom that when you are in that perfect love, that gives you confidence and that gives you a freedom to to be, you know, to truly be in that relationship with Jesus and that relationship with God, that you have that full confidence, like, you're never going to leave me. You love me no matter what. Um, there's nothing that I can do to get away from your love. To surprise you. Like, you, yeah, you accept me, and you love me, and you forgive me, and there's grace in this. And you know who I am better than I know. Yeah. To love someone is to know someone also, and yeah. God created us. He knows how we are. And he created us in a certain way. And because we don't even love ourselves the way God loves us, we don't even know ourselves the way he does. And uh, there's so many identity crises today. You know, that's a huge part of today's culture is identity and Mm -hmm. discovering your own identity. But to try to discover your identity without God is impossible because God's the one who knows your identity. He's the one who made you. And so we ought to find our identities in Christ, our identities in God. Yeah. And because he he loves us so much and he loves us perfectly, He's he knows us so well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's really great. And just the last uh, section, um, the second half of verse 20, where it says, Forever d- who would, For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And that idea that if you can't love what's right in front of you, you know, like if you can't, something that you see is tangible, you know, how can you say, I feel like people say that they love God, but how can you truly love God when you you haven't seen him? Yeah. You can't see him. And so you can't, you can't love what's right in front of you, what you know and what you can touch and see and, and talk to. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of a convicting a convicting verse. It makes you think about why 
why does God want us to love? Why does he not want us to hate? Well, it's because God is love. And so if you have hate in your heart, it's a lack of God in your heart. And uh, not to say that, oh, well, I hate someone, so I don't have salvation. That's not at all what I'm getting at right now. I'm, I'm saying that uh, how can it, what this is saying, how can you love God if you don't even love the things that you can hold now, you know? Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. love the people in your life. That's a huge point. And uh, then we, yeah, that's when we get 21. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Remember when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And his answer was, love God first and then love everyone else. And then we see John reiterating that in different language. Uh, Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And that's what we should all just be striving to do above all else is always trying to understand God better in order to love better ourselves, you know? Yeah. Any uh, more thoughts on this before we wrap it up? I think something that, I mean, you hear a lot is people attacking Christians. They're attacking the, attacking the ones that are like, oh, God hates this type of person. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so with this, it's so... It's just saying God doesn't hate that type of person, and yeah. you aren't called to hate that type of person. Even if God did, uh-huh. like you're called to love, yeah. and that's just how it is. You love everyone and because God loves everyone. The only thing that we know that God hates is sin. Yeah. But, yeah, God can't hate a person. God is love. He loves every person, and his heart is broken when he sees people, you know, stuck in a certain sin it's a yeah. it's still love he's just heartbroken you know yeah. that's a good point Kyler yeah great well uh, to wrap up First John chapter 4 uh, love God and love others I think uh, definitely a real lovey dovey conversation today <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's time for our questions now you can find these questions on the Rethink blog And on Instagram, that's rethink underscore Mac. So go there now, find these questions, and call someone up and talk about it. Here they are. How do you test the spirits? Why is it important to be from God and not from the world? What does it mean to you that God is love? Why do we have to love others first to love God? Why does God's perfect love eliminate fear? Like I said, Go ahead and head to Instagram, and you can find these questions and talk about it with someone. Please stay connected. Don't get isolated. Don't let yourself be isolated. You can always feel free to DM the uh, Instagram, rethink underscore Mac, in order to be connected with us, and we'd love to talk with you. It's time now for some closing thoughts and a sign-off. Megan, any closing thoughts? Yeah, so I was thinking um, about how we are made in the image of God, and If God is love, we were created to love. We were created in his image. So if that's what we were made for, and that's uh, what we are created for, is to love and be loved, then go to the source. Go to the source of love, um, which is God and which is Jesus. Thanks, Megan. Kyler, final thoughts? Um, My final thoughts are to just test what you hear from everyone like when you when you hear a message from God just make sure that you test it against the Bible and pray about it and just know that what you're hearing is from God and not from something else 
Yeah. Yep, that's good. My final thought is that I am excited for June 1st, and I hope that I will see you all there, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for listening, and we'll join you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you later. (laughs) All right, done recording.